You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! Ha, ha, ha! <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. Good morning, everybody. We're here again, like every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer, bring you the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And it's since it's a live show, you can call us with your questions or comments or want to brag about a big fish you caught, 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. And the phone lines are up and going, not like last week when they weren't up and going, so... So, anyway, Danny. So being as we couldn't do the Hornswoggle contest last week, we let Nick, our producer, yeah. do it. So yeah. anyway, he won, and I brought I brought him in his Carl's Country. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, well, he's not here. I'll go put it in his box. He doesn't have a box. So I'm back there looking around, and like you said, he doesn't <laughs> have a box. So, you know, I, I see, you know, Leroy Butler has a box, and Mike McGivern has a box, and then I was looking for... Does Billy Schmidt have a box? <laughs> I don't see Billy Schmidt has a box. What do you got to do around here to get a box? Is that like uh, <laughs> like uh, you got to be a real big shot to get a box or or what? Can you light me on that? Uh, I I finger? honestly don't know. I mean, it sounds like that is the highest is the high, or of the high that you can that get at this place. That is the highest of honors, yeah. I would think. Oh, getting right. a box I, here is like getting your number <laughs> retired if you're a Green Bay Packer. <laughs> It's, it's you got to be a special person <laughs> to get that. And I should uh, let everybody know that part-time Bodie is not here today. He's got some issues to take care of. But we have Aaron Heffelfinger in. Why do you got to say today? he's got some issues to take care of? Because I don't want to say what it is. Well, why'd you say something to begin with? Why did you? Why did you just say he's not here? You don't have. Anytime you say he's got issues, that doesn't sound good, Tom. Okay. Yeah. He's taking care of business. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Nothing, right? I won't say nothing. Well, he's helping his family. Okay, there you go. He's helping his mom. Why do you always got to be so secretive about things? And then you say issues, which makes it even worse. Makes it more secretive. Well, it makes it sound that like he opens the door. Could it be any of a myriad of possibilities? Yeah, makes people Many think. Many of which could be nefarious. There could be. You never know about nefarious? Bodie. Nefarious. You never know about Bodie. <laughs> he is a graduate of... Well, UW Osh- Oshkosh, Oshkosh, which Oshkosh. proudly is a Division <laughs> Five NAIA <laughs> champion, and I think it was hula hoops or something. He was something he was bragging about. Just another excuse for those guys to drink up there. Uh, yeah. Hey, Danny, I got something here. Oh, first of all, we we did have some emails uh, that I couldn't get to last week, but first I got to get to this one. Over in Michigan, a 67-year-old angler was seen at a local lake several times every day, two, three, four times a day, all the time. They see his boat there. They'd see him fishing, then he'd leave, and then he'd come back later on in the day, and then he'd leave, and then he'd come back. 
And so anyway, the people called the, the DNR on him and said, you know, there's something fishy with this guy. Well, anyway, to make a long story short, check his freezers at home. You want to guess on how many panfish he was over the limit by? Yeah, probably <laughs> quite a few. 1,400 <laughs> over the limit. <laughs> 1,000. He had several freezers. One thousand four hundred over the limit. So didn't say what his fine was, but I'm sure it's going to be hefty. <laughs> who has? Who wants to count one thousand four hundred? The DNR. Be, oh, they got a, as a matter of fact, they got a picture of them all laid out on his driveway. <laughs> There's a lot of bags of frozen. They probably fish get. They probably get some some oh, new, newbie in the man. DNR, some lackey, and make him count them. Oh, of course, man. once he does that, he gets his own box, so he, yeah. he earns his way. Yeah, something like that. So then we had uh, a a couple of uh, emails. Uh, this one was from uh, Ken. Ken says, "Fish locators." So I. Idle all over the lake with my side shooter sonar running. My search path is 300 feet wide, so I spot several good fish 110 feet off to my left. I drop my Minkota down and head to the fish. 40 feet from the fish, I hit the spot lock, and the boat stops. I pick up a rod, flip a cast towards the fish. Now the lure shows up on the screen. The cast was about 10 feet short. I quickly retrieve the lure and cast a bit harder. I see the lure on the screen right where I want it. I cranked the reel three times and a fish was on. First, I wonder how long the lakes will be able to reduce. Wait a minute. First, I wonder how long the lakes will be able to reproduce enough to keep up with the additional pressure and who's got an additional $5,000 to add this uh, trolling motor to their boat. Not many. The rich boys will catch fish fish the rest of us won't don't no ken don't believe that fish were being caught without those fancy locators and fancy electric motors you'll still catch them you used to catch them back in the we had, magnum man yeah, days yeah back you, in neanderthal we had days. a stick and a stick and a i i get his a piece point. of when wood he, for a hook no. <laughs> when he says his story it sounds like he doesn't actually have that equipment. No, he no, no, he doesn't. So I don't think now, so. like I've squirreled away, uh, you know, I've I've bought the retirement truck now. Now I've got money squirreled away, so I am going to finally be forced into upgrading into some of the advanced technology mm -hmm. which he so speaketh. Mm -hmm. But you know, they kind of said that they probably had the same conversation when the I remember hearing the, those locate those oh, yeah. conversations when the first. Crude elementary when the fish flashers the, came the green up. Box, when the, the green box, Lawrence and then when the, box, the, yep. the the crummy uh, black and white locators came, and then when they had the underwater cameras, I remember those mm -hmm. conversations, mm -hmm. and I can understand and appreciate his concern. Yeah, because you're yeah. right; you don't want to make it just like fish in a barrel, but uh, you still got to have some skill. Uh, and I think nowadays with catch and release. How many people do you really see coming off the lake all the time with baskets full of fish, stringers full of fish, uh, live wells full of fish? Like not the a, old days, you used to see it all the time. Yeah. That was the sign. Now, Lake Michigan, that's another thing because yeah. that's pretty much a put-and-take fishery. Yeah. Um, but I, I think with uh, the ethics other than like that sodbuster in Michigan <laughs> keeping all those uh, panfish, I think overall I think the healthy of uh, – 
the health of our fisheries is strong and will continue to be so with good management by our genius yeah, I, DNR, which you're behind 100%. I am. Yeah, I am. Uh, when they do right, yeah. Most of the time, yeah. They're yeah. all right, I guess. Um, but the thing is, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you, those electric motors with the spot lock and uh, well, I forget what they call it. You can, you can set it at a depth. Let's say you're fishing a weed line. Yeah, you know, yeah, I know. Set it at a depth yep. and a certain speed, and it just follows it. You don't have to put your foot on the motor. You don't have to watch it or nothing. It just takes care of it. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, some of those innovations are awesome, you know, and it would be great to have something like that. It spot is. Lock. It he, is. He does neat. bring up a good point, though. The side scan is something really it, unique. It, it is. I hate to say it, but with all that stuff, is fishing becoming a rich man's sport now all of a sudden where, like, you got to have all this stuff. It's the haves and the have-nots all of a but, sudden. But you know what? You can still find and catch fish without it. I mean, we we caught tons of fish with just a flasher, you know? Well, I think— We found them. I mean, it's understanding the fish, knowing, you know, and knowing the lake, uh, you know, by having a map and that flasher to, to show you where the weeds are, to show you the depth, to show you the points, you know? And if you understand the fish and you kind of got an idea of where they go at different times of the year and what they're feeding on, and you know, you you can still find them and catch them, well, but it just makes it a little easier when I've, you got thought, side scan. <laughs> along the lines of rich man sport, yeah. I've thought about this too: hunting. Um, has hunting become a rich man sport? In other words, I'll even give myself as an example. Uh, I've hunted for years and never could get any get a decent buck. I got mm-hmm. one eight-pointer way back when, just out of college. But, you know, I'd shoot bucks, I'd shoot those, but I could never. Now, since I have I was able to go hunt with my friend Scott up by uh, Monroe County up there, I've got uh, several wall hanger bucks. Mm-hmm. Am I, it, it, was I a better hunter then when I got those bucks? No, I was just fortunate to be on some good property. So is mm-hmm. the best hunter the guy who... Has the wall hanger bucks, or does he happen ha- to have enough money to be able to be a, a wealthy private landowner mm-hmm. to be able to have you know that land to shoot all those bucks? Mm-hmm. I think you see all these guys who are supposed to be like demigods in the hunting world, going to shows and this and that. Are they that better a better hunter than Joe Schmo, or do they just ha- happen to be fortunate enough, maybe members of the Lucky Sperm Club, mm-hmm. who have inherited a bunch of land? And, or, or, and have the prime places to hunt. Or can afford to rent the they land. exactly can afford. That's yeah. why I say, is it becoming a rich yeah. man's sport? You know, that's just, uh, well, that kind of is with my son, Nick. Uh, his father-in-law's land up in Price County. There's not that many deer there. You know, I mean, there's, yeah, there's deer, but not that many. So where do they hunt? Marathon County. There's a lot of deer and big ones. But his father-in-law happens to know a farmer, you know, who's become friends over the last 30-some years, you know. So he lets them hunt on their land. Like you said, it's not that they're better hunters. There's just a lot of better deer and a lot of them where they hunt. Yeah. I'll tell exactly. you what, I I, exactly. I can be more proud of shots I've made at flying flying deer along the Namaji River up in Douglas, mm-hmm. Douglas County where I had to fire away at one that's flying through the popple trees, and I'm more proud of those shots than one that I've made while sitting on a field waiting for one to come on out and pose for a picture. Yeah. Even though the one's a doe and the other's a big buck. Well, this one is this email on the... Yeah, and if you want to email us, I forgot to mention, at the Smokey's Musky Shop inbox at ceoguys at yahoo.com. This is from Adam. He says... 
As you fellas are discussing adventures this morning, I couldn't help but think of the last two float trips I've done with my friends, Mike and I. Mike and I have been doing, uh, haven't been doing anything new. It's just new to us. We have taken two floats down the Fox River and caught just about everything. Muskies, big pike, largemouth, the biggest being 19 inches, smallmouth, and the biggest smallie was 17. I was in good hands with Mike controlling the canoe. Mike and his canoe partner had uh, hold three Guinness World Records when it comes to canoeing. The fastest down the Mississippi River, the fastest down the Wisconsin River, and the fastest across Lake Michigan. Oh, wow. Anyway, wow. Let me tell you, when you go fishing with Mike, he has some stories to tell you. Uh, we will be uh, taking another float trip soon, and I hope you have another great report for you guys. Have a great day from Adam. This guy, uh, Mike, that he's talking about must uh, do a lot of exciting things. His last name is Schnitzka, Mike Schnitzka. Fastest going down to Wisconsin, the Mississippi, and across Lake Michigan in a canoe. Schnitzka. I I think we used to buy cases of that back in college because it was pretty cheap. (laughs) So anyway, and well, we got to go to a break, Danny. I'll tell you what. Uh, when we come back, uh, you know, last weekend, right after the radio show, I went up to Manaqua. Uh, my two older boys and I, uh, we were up in Manaqua. Well, my one son was going to be up there for a week uh, with his girlfriend, but she couldn't come until Monday afternoon. So me and the other boy were up there with him uh, Saturday and Sunday and part of Monday and then came home. So I'll tell you a little bit about that. But the fishing stuff, I'll wait till a little later to tell you about because we got some good stories. What on are we going to hear about the family reunion first no, and gonna then we're going to hear? Going to tell you something. We don't want to hear no, no family gonna, reunion. Going to tell you a couple of other things first before we get to that. When we come back, the Newbauer family reunion. Well, it wasn't a family Everybody's reunion. On pins and needles. <laughs> don't change that dial. Uh, no, yeah, we'll be right back. Stay tuned for more on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. This is us, Tom Newbauer, Dan Bush, and Hef, how do you Aaron. say Aaron Heffelfinger? Heffelfinger. Evan. Evan. What Evan. did I say? Yeah. Aaron. That's what I meant. Aaron. I meant I meant Evan. It is Evan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just call him Heffelfinger. No, totally, That's more fun. No, I'm totally confused. So Danny, um, I was up in Manaqua. Yeah. And the first thing I gotta tell you is that it's been a long time since I was up there. All right. Uh, we're talking 23 to 25 years ago. Yeah. And it used to be that Manaqua started, if for anybody who's ever been up there, it started after the bridge. That's where Manaqua started. And it went to Highway 70, I, would, I think it is, and that's where Woodruff started. Okay? Right. They kind of connected. Yeah. At one point, there was about a half-mile difference, and it kept, now there is no difference at no. all. But I swear to God, Manaqua starts in Hazelhurst now, which is before Manaqua, a few miles before Manaqua. It's I think Manaqua starts there. I mean, Danny, from from there all the way to the other side of Woodruff and and down a ways, it's not. And and uh, Mr. Heffelfinger was up there a while back, and he said the same Why? thing. It's businesses, both sides of the road, all the way, all the way. It's it's like Wisconsin Dells North. I remember. I mean, it's a great place to go to have a lot of fun, do a lot of things. It's a big tourist area, but oh my lord, are there the businesses? Two and, two things I remember about that area. We used to go up to Superior and leave from Green Bay. Yeah, and that was no double. There were no 
multi-lane highways. It was right. all small town to small town. So we'd go through Shano, then we'd mm-hmm. go through the Indian Reservation, right. and then we'd uh, head on up. But I remember coming in from whatever highway, if you took a left, that would take you south, I think, into Minocqua. Does that take you? It's on 51. Yeah. yeah. If, then if you went right, and I remember there were some pretty cool sports uh, sporting sports stores that would have the cases outside with mm-hmm. the ice and oh, the yeah. big fish on oh, them. Oh, yeah. And then I remember there used to be a place, maybe one of our old-time listeners would remember. I swear to gosh, the place was called the Cross Trails, and it was a restaurant that we'd always stop at mm-hmm. on the way halfway. That was kind of like the halfway mark between mm-hmm. Green Bay and uh, Superior mm-hmm. and Cross Trails. I'm pretty sure it was Cross Trails Restaurant. I don't know if there was a motel there. One time my uncle shot a big 10-point buck, and I took a picture of black and white with my little Instamatic camera right in the in the parking lot there. Mm-hmm. The other place, place I remember was a place, I think it was called the Thirsty Whale, Mm-hmm. I and a friend were on our way up to go bear hunting in 1988, and a buddy of mine, Eric Hansen from Green Bay, it was all his idea. We're supposed to be on our way to go Canada bear hunting. He wants to stop at this place called the Thirsty Whale. Mm-hmm. We end up being there till midnight. I end up dragging his butt out of the place because he's. I thought he was going to get get us in a fight because he's talking to some married woman there. We missed mm. the first day of bear hunting because we had to make that stop. Yeah, the yeah, thirsty whale. The thirsty whale. I, I swear to God, I think it's that called the thirsty is, whale, and I think that it's place right is on a famous. lake. Yeah, well, it's right on Monaco Lake, and it it's is. got okay. a boat launch there and all that. But we don't launch there because they charge too much. We go to the oh yeah right we away. Go to the, we go to the we go to the free one or in Stacks Bay, or we go to the. Uh, the three dollar one in Kennedy's Bay, one of the two. Three dollars, but <laughs> but then you yeah, your son but, Yeah, so of course. No, actually, I did that time. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the dust off the old the wallet. Pe- yeah, the people, the people up there basically say the same thing. There aren't enough people who want to work. If you want a job for let's say May through se- till September. You can go up there and get a job. You can get all kinds of jobs. I mean, they don't have enough people to work up there. But, yeah, it is. Uh, as a matter of fact, on that Saturday, there was a, a pig roast on one end of town with a band playing. And then on the other end, there's another some kind of roast going on with a band playing. There's people all over the place. Like I said, it, it was like the Dells you North. Know, you know, last time I did drive through there was, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. You are right. It was like, but you should. It, it, it has turned. It used to be just sleepy little hollow yeah, up there. Yeah. In fact, oh. I remember going through there one time, panicking in my '76 Trans Am because I was very low on gas, and they used to roll up. If you didn't get to a small town by nine o'clock mm-hmm. or ten at the latest, there were no gas stations yeah. open, and there was no thing where you could slide your credit yeah, card right. in and get yeah, gas. Yeah. I mean, if you were driving up north. You had to make sure that you got your gas in time. Yeah. And and it seems like all, all the big businesses are there, too. All the big fast food restaurants, all the big, like, quick trips and whatever, everything. I mean, and and there are, I mean, up and down strip malls, big businesses, small ones, just, it's, I don't know how they stay in business. Didn't they build a big Holiday Inn or something up oh, there? Seems oh, I'm sure the there eye. is. There's a number of big places, you know, and, and the number of boats on that lake. I thought I was on Delavan Lake there for a second. Oh, my Lord, were there the boats. A lot of martini cruises on pontoon boats. Uh, A lot of those going on. A lot of these, uh, they rent these big, they're pontoon boats, but they look like barges. (laughs) 
<laughs> and they probably got 20, 30 people on them, you know. And they're, like the one that like got sunk tours. in Missouri in yeah, the storm? They do tours and then whatever. And, uh, but, yeah, there were a lot, a lot of boats. So Oh, so here's the thing here. So we're on Manaqua that first day, and uh, so then we decide, let's go over to Tomahawk. It's a bigger lake. You know, that's a 4,000-acre lake, and there'll be fewer boats. And my son knows a crappie spot over there. So we go over there, and, yeah, we caught crappies, but not to the extent like we were hoping for, but we caught some. Then we went to this smallmouth spot that I had taken my son to, oh, my goodness, long time ago, 25 years ago, maybe Oh, yeah, 27, maybe something. I took him up there. and uh, Anyway, so we go to this smallmouth spot, deeper water off a point, you know, and, you know, we're catching smallies there. No monsters, but a lot of decent ones. And here's this 4,000-acre lake, right? And we don't see another boat, actually. You know, there might be one way on the other end that you can barely see. You may see the wake. Here comes a pontoon boat from here to the road. I mean, the the little road out here from the studio. Okay, looking right out, out the there. window here. Yeah, right. There to there. Yeah, just right out there to where the grass starts. Okay, about uh, 15 yards. Well, maybe, well, maybe more. No, no, I'm talking to, to the, the road? grass. Well, anyway, it was a probably, okay. I'm, I'm, 30, I, I'm guessing. It's, it was over 100 I'm feet, though. I'm an expert though. judge of distance. But anyway, so this boat comes by, and it's not this pontoon boat, uh, and nothing against women drivers, but there was a lady driving it and four guys in there. And they're not going real slow, but yet they're not going real fast. They're going about half throttle, you know. And my son looks at him and says, and he hollers out, Are you kidding me? You got 4,000 acres. <laughs> There's nobody out there, and you got to come right by us. The lady, she says, and we could hear her, but she didn't say it real loud. She, oh, ooh, sorry, you know. <laughs> I see that funny. your son is, has inherited the gentle <laughs> demeanor of his father. The calm, gentle demeanor of live and let, yeah. Well, it is aggravating. It at is times. funny, though. I but, mean, here's a whole lake, not another boat out there, 4,000 acres, and, and they got to come like within about 100 feet of us. I mean, why? <laughs> why? You know what, Tom? Here's the thing, though. Oh, they, God, it was funny. They don't realize it. Not, no, they didn't realize they're it not at trying first. to be jerks. People, no, they're just cruising along. At least she said she was sorry, and you know? uh, yeah, yeah. At least she said that. She said, uh, yeah, yeah they, they, they just don't realize. So you yeah. can't get mad at it. Well, no, I mean, he you was can get aggravated, but aggravated, it, it ain't worth. Yeah. It ain't worth getting mad no. and yelling at people. Well, I don't know. Um, but I've anyway, had, so. I've had times. It, you ever have someone pull right up on you on your fishing spot where the, you're right there and they pull their boat ridiculously oh, yeah. close to you? Oh, yeah. I was, that. I was on Rocky Point with Dennis Maiman years ago, and uh, it was the day he actually caught a 48-inch muskie with me. And uh, we were sucker fishing, and right off Rocky Point, sucker got nervous, pulled it up. Sure enough, there's about a 40-incher stalking it. Mm-hmm. That fish was behind it for an hour. Every time we'd pull the sucker up, the muskie would swim up, but yeah. wouldn't grab it. Okay. But there was a, a guy in a boat, he had his kid, and he must have saw that, I don't know if he knew my boat was a guide boat or whatever, he, or he could see we were getting action. Mm-hmm. He got unbelievable. I mean, within 10 yards. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of drifting in. I'm trying to have him then to go back and reposition and get back out. And the guy's like, and finally I said, I said, you know, I didn't yell at him. I just said, hey, uh, you know, just sometimes it'll just a little common courtesy is, isn't, you know, is all I ask. I said, you know, uh, and and 
then the guy was kind of sheepish and he did move off. But I, I, I'm like, come on, man, you know, mm-hmm. you have to just. But anyway, uh, you know, we drifted. Finally, we just drifted off Rocky Point for 50 yards and no further, maybe 70 yards away. Do you know that we pulled that sucker up and that muskie was still behind it? Never right? did grab it. Yeah. But then later on uh, that, that morning, we got a nice 48-incher on a sucker, so that hmm. was cool. Yeah. Well, listen, Danny, we got to go to a break. Coming up next is the gut report. After the gut report, there's a lure, Danny. That's a, It's something new I will never use. I will never use it. I'll tell you about that when we come back, well, right? That's got me. But we got the gut report Befuddled first. over here. Yeah. <laughs> we got the gut report coming up, so stay tuned. We are the Skipper Buds, cutting edge outdoors. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, if you're like me and you grow tomatoes, you probably got a lot of extras laying around. And here's one tip that I really like doing with those, especially the little bit larger tomatoes that you grow. First, you take some ground beef with the taco seasoning, add some cooked rice to it, hollow out the tomato, and load it up with that. Now, if you want, on the top, you can put some cheese or lettuce or whatever you want, right? You can put whatever you want on there. But it's such a quick and easy little meal, you know, that tastes delicious. I mean, tomatoes? Taco seasoning and ground beef, how can you go wrong, right? Tomatoes, oh, we got a lot of them right now. The gut report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. 799-1250 is our number. Thanks for listening this morning. We want to thank all of our police officers, the first responders, uh, military folks, health care, uh, everybody out there working hard. We appreciate what you do and support you. And uh, again, thanks for listening. We get a lot of people listening and uh, all of our friends and relatives and maybe people we have never met. We appreciate all of you. Yeah, and you can also email us live at the Smokey's inbox at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Danny, here's a lure I'm never going to use. Okay. It's called the Knuckle Bait by Yozuri. All right. Instead of having, it's a spinner bait, but instead of having spinners, it's got little round balls. So What is that? You got a picture of that? Well, it's not a real good picture, but but it's just little round balls instead of spinners, instead of like Colorados or willow leaves, you know. It's little round balls. Okay, now, old timer, how, how do you know it doesn't work, though? I don't care. I know my, I know my spinner blades work on my spinner baits. I well, know my Colorados and willow leaves. Well, I ain't going to ever use a little round. You, you use the blades for flash and vibration. 
Yeah. What is that doing, a round ball? Uh, must make some kind of vibration, Tom. Unless they got, like, little rattles in it or something. Well, I don't know. I don't know. There's a guy's got a fish on it in He's the got picture. a fish. I think he made that up. I think he caught it on uh, uh, something else. And then... <laughs> okay, so you don't try it, Tom. I'm not going to. No. I'm going to get one. All right, you and get try one. It. I'm going to give you the it. report there. All right. Buddy. You do that. And if I catch one yeah. with those balls on the yeah. uh, well, spinner bait there. So, hey, if any listener, if you've seen those, and tell us what you think about those round balls and spinners. And we don't care if they've lace. seen them, Tom. We just or, want to know someone who's used okay, it and has anybody, a fish. has anybody tried one? How's Does it that? work? 799-1250. Give us a call and tell us. Tried that or tell us thing. your opinion. If what you think that that lure round balls instead of spinner blades. So, anyway, go ahead, Danny. Here's an announcement. We'll be, uh, I'll be, uh, you know, sprinkling this these in throughout the two hours that we're on. Uh, there's Harbor Fest is going on. Oh, yeah, and Harbor Fest is what going harbor? Right here in Milwaukee, there, bub. Uh, I believe it's. Hold on. Let me get my sheets together. You know, I was printing this morning, and I was in a rush to leave, and all of a sudden, one of the sheets didn't print. And and uh, you got a blank one there too. <laughs> why does your printer always print a blank one or two when you print? Which has got those it's last, last couple page. words. Page that six last of word. six, and it's got two what? Two word? One word on it? Two words up on the top right? It says page six of <laughs> six. <laughs> the bottom's got the date. Yeah, oh, yeah more waste of ink. Yeah. But it, it it said you're out of paper, so I didn't bother putting in paper because I figured I'd printed everything I needed. Well, you know what? It, it it prints from the last page forward, so I missed the whole first page. Oh no! But Harbor Fest is eleven <laughs> to four. Go online and look it up. Harbor Fest, I believe it's going to be what's today's today? I believe it's tomorrow. I be, believe it's tomorrow, the eighth, and eleven yeah. to four, six hundred East Greenfield, and they've got all kinds of stuff going there. You can bike there. You, there's a bus line. You can drive. Uh, they've got some fishing things going on, not tying lessons with, oh, this is for sailing. They got not tying lessons with the community sailing center. Uh, there's kids art projects. There's chalk art, inflatable obstacle course, roller skating, climbing a wall. You meet McGruff, the crime dog, Sprecker beer and soda, enlightened beer on top of a shipping. I don't know. So they got a lot of stuff going on. Live music. Um, by Milwaukee's premier Afro-Cuban and Latin jazz. So, yeah, there's some stuff going on this uh, this weekend down there at Harborfest. Sounds like a pretty good thing to take kids to. And I do believe the first page that didn't print had something about some fishing clinic. All right. Well, I guess we got a caller about that uh, knuckleball. Do we got a caller about that? Uh, he just has a question for you guys. Okay. Yep. Who is this? It's Chip. Okay. Hey, good morning, Chip. How you doing? How's it going, okay? Good. What's on your mind? Um, just wondering uh, what you guys think about the Whopper Plopper. Oh, that's a good bait. That's a takeoff of the musky lure. There's a musky lure that's been made for about uh, 2,000 years. I think Moses used it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's yeah, it's a takeoff of a musky lure, only a smaller size. Yeah, that's a good bait for bass. Yeah. yeah. Whopper Plopper. Yeah, I used it in lacrosse not too long ago here when we were out of town working, and uh, off the dock alone, I got 11 bass and two northerns off of it. Oh, wow. Wow. That's pretty That's pretty good fishing for just off a dock. <clears throat> but, uh, the guys in a bait shop told me when it's windy just to get the, the 110 instead of the 90. Yeah. And then you can use it in the wind, too, they said. I had, when it got windy, I couldn't use it. I only got the 90. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. You can use top 
topwater lures when it's wavy. You know, I mean, fish still see them up there. You know, they still hear them, still see them. So, yeah, that whopper plopper, yeah, that's good. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, you guys have a good morning. All right, All thank right, you. Take care. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye now. I thought maybe I was going to call her about a knuckle bait with balls instead of spinner Speaking blades. Speaking yeah. of top water, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, Mark Horton, he's been in the show before. In fact, he's out fishing today on uh, Lake X with uh, Dr. Sandy, who's driving up to fish with him for bass today. Yeah. But I got a text from him last week, and uh, I think he said top water and something else. He got some dandy bass last week. Mm-hmm. And you really don't think about using topwaters for bass, at least I don't, enough, other than me screwing around with a hula popper or that mm-hmm. uh, snag-proof frog, which was also fish-proof frog back in the yeah. day. You couldn't hook them. I use a lot of the popar. Yeah. You know, or, or any chugger-type bait similar to that. Yeah, I use a lot of that. I use that a lot. Now, I hear yeah. this time of year, getting a fish, uh, you know... <laughs> Mark, anyway, I know he said up in uh, Rowley's Bay he got a six-pound uh, smallmouth in September on a topwater years ago. When I think about topwater for bass, I don't really think about using them in the fall, but I guess mm. it must be effective yet. Sure, huh? it's still good, yeah. Same thing with buzz baits. That's a topwater bait, you know, just moves right. a little faster, you know. I mean, uh, just makes a lot of noise. and Yeah, they find, and you know, it's funny, too. You, 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 you could fish that over 10 feet of water because... First of all, the fish aren't all right on the bottom, you know. And the thing is, is that, well, like with muskie, you know, you fish for muskie with a top water over, let's say, 12 feet of water. They might be 10 feet down, but you know what? How long does it take you to get to move that 10 feet? Not very long. <laughs> I mean, they well, can come up real quick. Any fish can, yeah. And what you say about throwing them in, in, in wavy, choppy water, I guess the whole thing is that, yeah, maybe it's harder for the fish to detect it because there's so much commotion going on, but... Uh, they can still Jim. they can they can they can still be effective. Many years ago, <clears throat> Jim Komar was telling me he had moved a, a giant fish by Waukesha Beach there on Pewaukee. So he had seen it a couple times. I think somebody else I worked never saw the thing. And then one October day, I was out guiding. I was over by the uh, Walks Island on the far west end, and it was a choppy October day. And sure enough, somebody comes by and says, "Some guy just got a 53 inch." Wow. Uh, Muskie off Waukesha Beach Mm -hmm. on a topwater in a big chop. And I'm sure it had to be that big fish. Yeah, and normally you don't use topwaters when it's real wavy. Normally you don't. But one time I was fishing a tournament. It was a team tournament on on Monona, Wabisa. I think it was just Monona and Wabisa. They're connected up there in Madison. And we were coming into where the Yahara River connects the two together and before we got to it, and it was breezy out that day, you know, and it was, you know, waves and that. And I started chucking a, a buzz bait, and my fishing partner says, what the hell are you doing throwing that now? You know, you can't, you can't throw a buzz bait in the waves like this. Caught the biggest bass of the tournament on that buzz bait in the waves. So, and why I was doing it? Because nothing else was working, and I thought I'd give that a shot. That's why. You know, I was trying everything I had, you well, know. Well, buzz baits. What the heck? Um they can be pretty good as far as working shallow water with thick weeds. Most of the time oh, yeah. you can work those, you can buzz those mm-hmm. over the top of the right. weeds. Uh, when I was fishing the uh, St. Louis River up in uh, up by Douglas County there with my cousin Stephen years ago, we found a bay with a bunch of big northerns up to 40 inches. Mm-hmm. 
but it was really hard to fish them. You couldn't get hardly anything through. Now, a Johnson silver minnow could work mm-hmm. through some areas. And, in fact, I got a five-pound walleye and a Johnson silver minnow in there. Um, but the it, fun- that fish didn't know it wasn't supposed to be there. No, it was too shallow no, and weedy. Too shallow. All these guys are out <laughs> trolling in the channel, and we're in this. I got to go back to that bay. I'm going back to that bay next spring. Yeah, when I retire, yeah. I think that's going to be one of my first trips because I got a 40-plus-inch muskie out of there. Got some monster pike. Uh, my cousin lost a nice muskie on a suic. And uh, we were getting the big pike, and they were hitting right at our rod tip, almost like muskies. They'd come whoosh. Mm-hmm. And it was only about four feet four feet deep with a bunch of pads and thick weeds. But the fuddly stump hog could be bulged sure. along the top and make it through the weeds. That's one of my suggestions. If you want a bait that's going to be fairly weedless and work it through some thick stuff, a fuddly stump hog bulged over the top and thick stuff Big pike and muskies will go nuts for those things in shallow water. But he was using a buzz bait. Mm-hmm. And that buzz bait, he had those big pike. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think he got a five pound bass in there too on mm-hmm. that buzz bait. Sure. Uh, worked great too. And you know what? He gave me that buzz bait. It's hanging in the mouth of a 42 inch pike on my wall. Mm-hmm. I should take that buzz bait out and use it because I bet it would work. Sure. Why not? It's your two favorite you know, colors chartreuse and black. Oh, oh, well, orange and black. Orange and black, yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, is uh, earlier this season, we were talking about frogs. And I was saying about how, geez, I haven't used a frog in a long time because generally you get a lot of hits, but you don't catch a lot of fish, you know. Right. So I started using a frog this year a lot, okay. And I used it a lot this year in the shallower water, and the slop, and just in weedy areas and uh, pads, all that stuff, right? And I caught quite a few fish this year on the frog. And it's you know? a fun way to catch them. It is. And, I mean, granted, I missed my share, too, you know, but I caught quite a few. Even and if I, you're missing them, it's fun I you're mean, getting it action. it was fun, yeah. And so, anyway, we got to go to a break, folks. Guess what's coming up next? The Hornschwaggle. Danny Bush is going to make three statements. You're going to tell, tell him if it's a Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle. 799-1250. Now, if you have one in the last month or so, try and give somebody else a chance to. Yep. But, uh, yeah, and the, the comment today, well, I'm you're, I'm not going to tell you what the, uh, the, what theme, the is. theme is going yeah. to be. You're okay. just going to have to be knowledgeable and call. Right. The Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Carl's Country Market, known for its award-winning sausages and everything meat and more. They're on Pilgrim Road and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. Also by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. You're gonna, if you win, you're gonna get a ten dollar gift certificate to Carl's Country Market, and then you're gonna get your choice of uh, fish attractants, uh, 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 insect repellents, or a first aid kit. You know, you got a lot of prizes if you win. So call now seven nine nine twelve fifty. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Mr. Heffelfinger is on the boards today. We'll be right back with more of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise, playing in the street, gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Right now we are going to rock the Hornschwaggle contest. And uh, on the line, uh, let's see, we have a contestant. Dan, are you there? Good morning, Dan. Okay, Dan. All right, so here you go. Now, if I'm lying, if I'm fibbing, if I'm pulling your leg, 
You say Hornschwaggle. If I'm telling the truth, you say no Hornschwaggle. So here we go. Wild game. We're talking about wild game. Hunting starting. I'm, I'm, I'm happy as can be. Happy little guy. Can go out and shoot some squirrels and deer again. Uh, anyway, eating too much wild game can actually cause you to go blind. That is a Hornschwaggle. <laughs> so can other things make you go blind. Listen, did you guys But hear? I won't talk about oh, that on stop. the radio. Listen, now you're dating yourself, you old geese. Jeez, right away, Tom. You know, you're not even a good Catholic. So anyway, so anyway, did you read in the paper that some kid in the UK has actually gone blind or partially blind because all he he's like uh, I don't yeah. know, 15 years old. All he eats is French fries and chips. Yeah, fast food he eats. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Boy. I'm, okay. I'm glad I don't there, but by the grace of God, go I. I'm not doing that. Okay. Next one. Uh, um. Every Sunday, Tom Neubauer invites his neighbors and friends over for grilled venison, burgers, and beer. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? That sounds like a hornschwaggle. That's a hornschwaggle. You're damn know, right that sounds like you know a hornschwaggle. That, you know that cheap son of a gun wouldn't do anything for his neighbors. He's lucky if he knocks on the door and gives him a tomato. Well, maybe he does when he's got way extra. All right, you're two for two, which is good. Uh, let's try this one, though. If you get your uh, venison ground into burger and it's just pure burger with nothing mixed like beef or pork or anything, if it's pure venison, when browning the burger, it's best to keep the cover on the pan and don't bother draining it. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? That sounds like no hornschwaggle. No hornschwaggle. That's that right. is correct. That's my tip. Well, you are the big winner. Hey, now our sleepy producer back here. I'm sorry there, Evan. I apologize. You're doing a heck of a job. He forgot to get. What's your zip code? 53045. 53045. One less thing for myself to have to Google. Uh, now, what would you like as far as uh, bait mate, fish attractant? Is there a species that you would prefer? Um, I think it's what they call it the wild game or the oh, the uh, game fish, game. Game yeah, fish yeah. the game fish, yeah, yeah, that's really good. I swear by that. And here's another tip, too, Dan. Now, like the game uh -huh. fish, it kind of has like garlic and salt in it, I think. Uh -huh. Now, like when I'm out fishing, like I was out musky trolling last week, I put sunscreen on my face and I got all that sunscreen on my hand. But then afterwards, I'll rinse my hands in the lake, then I'll take that and I'll actually spray it on my hands. Rub my hands around, rinse my hands in the lake again. Again, so I'm thinking that it can't hurt as far as even getting foreign smells off your hand too. So I almost mm -hmm. use it like a hand soap. So just a tip I there. I agree. I do the same thing. Yeah. And uh, anyway, as far as a uh, Coleman, do you want DEET or DEETless? Um, let's go with the DEET. DEET. Fifty percent. Okay. The DEET. Uh, what do you say percent? 50%. 50, yeah, I think they got around a 40 or something like that. Yeah. So cool, yeah. man. Um, I will also mail out a $10 certificate to Carl's Country Market. So you're going to get that in a couple of, you know, by the end of the week anyway. And then uh, the uh, stuff from Baitmate might take a little bit longer because uh, I send the information to them and they send them out to the winners sometimes every couple of weeks. So you'll get that prize package sent separate. And uh, thanks for listening. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right, good luck. Take care, man. So uh, when we come back after the 7 o'clock update, uh, when we come back for the second hour, Danny, I'll tell you about the fishing up in Monaco, what I used, what we caught, or what we used, what we caught. And I did something that was kind of dumb, but it worked. 
<laughs> so, if it I'm, works, I made it's a not little dumb. I made a little goof up, but it turned out to be working. So, because uh, I was too lazy to change it. Uh, <laughs> sometimes that happens when you're fishing, you know, doing different things. So anyway, so, well, that's good. We got the two winners. Where'd you come up with that question about my neighbors and the burgers and all that? Where did you come up with that? Tom, I, <laughs> I, I don't know what... I don't know where half the ideas come out of this fertile mind over here. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't know. Oh, goodness me. But anyway, uh, yeah, a couple minutes to uh, Mr. Hevelfinger's uh, report. Um, hey, oh, and we were going to mention the Packer game about uh, during the break where you're we mentioning. You know, well, I, I guess I we were talking about it during the break. And I mentioned that the Packers uh, was money well spent on defense. They, their defense looked good. Offense, not as good, but defense, definitely. Yeah. I fell asleep. You did, huh? I stayed up I'm, for that kind of thing. I'm kind of done with the NFL. I just, no, I'm going to go hunting and fishing on weekends. And Well, I don't mind if I miss a game, you know, if I'm fishing, you know. I, I don't mind And if that. I got to hear that the Brewers are four games out one more time this year when I ever yeah. turn on a radio, guess what? They're four games out now, and when the season's over – there's still going to be four games out. Very likely. It is what it is. I Call me, uh, I think you are what you are, and all this hopeful talk. Oh, yeah, they can come back. Yeah, Forget well, it. yeah. Well, they won last night, so of course they think they can come back, uh, which they'll probably lose today. All over. You know? And I shouldn't say that, that otherwise. Uh, singing. Otherwise, uh, Tim Allen will be in here hollering at us. <laughs> I, like Tim, I like Tim Allen. I appreciate that guy's passion. Yes, I really me do. too. I, I love his guy. passion. He, he is, really he very lives passionate. He's he's a great he's great at what he does too. Listening yeah. to him, he really knows his stuff. So yes. Well, it is now time for the sports update with Mr. Aaron Heffelfinger. Take it away, Aaron. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 